Greetings. My name is Linda Talaferro, and this is the Being Brown at Work podcast. I help Black and Brown female professionals confidently and expertly navigate the corporate world so that they can reach new career heights and establish their seat at the table. So whether you're kicking off a new career, leaning in a new direction, or looking to climb the corporate ladder within your current job, I'm here to propel your career forward by giving you an insider's look at cultivating an executive mindset, creating leadership opportunities, establishing an executive presence, and more. So join me every week as I guide you towards becoming a leader in the corporate world and show you how to step into your true power and potential. Greetings, everyone. It is Being Brown at Work Live with Linda Talaferro. Yes, my favorite day of the week. This is a subject that I've been thinking about talking about for a while. And um, after reading an article in the Washington Post, I thought, you know, it's been back of mind, forward of mind. I've actually had a lot of conversations with various people about this. And so I thought, let me dedicate alive to this very subject. And that is this notion of returning to the workplace, returning to the office, and why it's difficult for black and brown women. Now, you know, I will say to you that I am struggling with it, just like everyone did, uh, for various reasons. I mean, you know, as, as black and brown women, you know, last year was beyond challenging. Uh, for you know, the pandemic, COVID, disproportionate amount of people of color lost their lives. I know I was personally affected, lost some family members. Uh, I know numerous people who did. And then for all of the social injustices that included loss of life that we had to unfortunately see and relive uh, because of video, because of cell phones, because of the trials and whatnot that took la- took place last year. It was a lot. It was a lot. And in addition to all of that, we were isolated. You know, we could only see each other through cameras, Zoom, uh, virtual settings, connecting with in person a very small amount of people. Uh maybe only one or two in our immediate household at times, or, you know, if you have a larger uh, family at home, but still isolated from loved ones, from people we were close to, family members, dear friends over the years. That was a lot. That was a lot. At the same time, if I were to kind of change the lens a little bit, the fact that we were working from home, afforded an opportunity for us as brown and black women to exhale. I mean, we actually were able to let our shoulders down a little bit, sit back in our seats a little bit at our desks at home or at our tables or couches or floors, wherever we were doing our work from home, our Zoom calls from, our team calls. But we actually were able to do it in a more comfortable setting. And I believe that's the piece that a lot of people have missed when they 
talk about the return to the office and getting a pushback. They're not quite understanding, and I'm speaking for brown and black women in particular, why it's a struggle. Why is that a problem? And it's because of all the things I just mentioned. In addition to the fact that we no longer had to deal with microaggressions, macroaggressions, constant questions about our beliefs or thoughts and about what happened in 2020, um, not being able to be fully in ourselves and experiencing the life experiences, having to cover those up. And for some of us who have have just not quite gotten comfortable in our own skin, you know, not being able to come up and be at work authentically ourselves. When you're working from home, uh, if you don't have to turn on your camera, then you don't have to worry about that. And for some people who had to turn on their cameras, it was a different situation for them because they may not have had a pretty uh, large piece of art behind them or pieces of furniture. So that was another dynamic to this. But just the nature of not being in the workplace every day, day in and out, and having to deal with the struggles that we inherently are faced with day to day. And yes, so true. Um, you know, it's nothing new for us. Yes, Monica, thanks for joining the comfortable. Monica says comfortable setting at home is that's we're able to be more authentic and real at home. Yes, Monica, that is so true. And you would think we should be able to be the same in our workplace, but we're not, right? I mean, the biases, the, I like to say, lack of understanding, knowledge, education, uh, Frankly, the biases and racisms exist across ageism, ageism, gender, racism, all of that we deal with. And that's why we can't be. Some of us feel like we can't authentically be ourselves, unfortunately. So the fact that we were working from home was an absolute joy, an absolute joy, because we didn't have to deal with all of those other issues. We didn't have to deal with them. Now, unfortunately, a lot of companies are talking about, hey, it's time to come back into the workplace. It's time to come back into the workplace and either you're doing it 100 percent, so it's five days a week, or you've got a hybrid model. Still, you're now showing back up in that workplace no longer, as Monica just shared, in the comfort of your own surroundings where you feel like you can be real and be yourself. Now, no disrespect to those of you who have said, you know what, I'm out. I can't deal with this anymore, so I resign. I quit. I'm no longer in this corporate gig anymore. I'm shifting. I'm either becoming an entrepreneur or I'm, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I just know what I can't do, and that is deal with that anymore. Totally respect. To no disrespect. Totally respect your decision. Support your decision to do so. I, I get it. I get it. And, 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 and I would say that we all know that the lack of comfort in the workplace isn't new. When I read the Washington Post, and I'm going to pull it up here as I'm talking to you, 
The General Social Survey did uh, a survey between 2014 and 2018, and it said 14% of Black people said they face discrimination at work because of their sex, their race, or ethnicity, more than any other demographic. And a more recent poll, just a year ago, just last year, by the Gallup Center on Black Voices survey said now it's 24% of people, black people feel like they're discriminated at work. 24% went up from 14 to 24% last year. So yes, the decision that no longer can take it anymore, I'm out, I completely get it. But all of you know me, I'm about finding solutions, finding that way forward. I am a glass half full person, always have been. And looking at me, I am no respecter of persons. I have had same similar experiences in my career as well. But I look for a path of which I can be authentically myself, which I can be real and enjoy what I do in the workplace. Now, is it any, is it easy? No. It takes extra effort. Absolutely. It takes hard work, but it's possible. And that's what I want to talk about today. And some of it was shared in the Washington Post. You know, I am all about relationships. And you may have joined me a couple of times when I talked with Amelia Roberts. We actually talked twice in the month of October around your ecosystem, around your support system. And and I think it's, you know, there's probably not a more critical time to have that network than it is right now if you are one of black and brown women faced with returning to the office on a regular basis and you just don't know what to do. This is the time when you can build your ecosystem. You could build your support system of people that look like you, of which you can have a safe space a safe time to share your challenges and to bounce ideas off of and to get support and help if you happen to re-experience some of the negativity that you were experiencing before. I'm not saying that it's going to absolutely go away. There is a higher sense sensitivity around it for sure. We all know that last year brought a higher sensitivity around race relations or the lack thereof positive race relations. So people are being more intentional about engaging and being um, true with their ability or inability to positively engage. And corporations are putting in practices and systems. And we're going to talk next Tuesday. Cheryl Thompson's coming on. We're going to talk about what those systems should look like. So the things that aren't said of, of, of work that corporations can do to make a difference. And some are doing that. But I would offer to you that you can create an environment that allows you to come back to the office and do so successfully. If you have a hybrid situation, that's the best of both worlds. 
because you will be able to set up your ecosystem, your network of support, your advocators, the people that are safe when you're in the workplace that you can bounce things off of while you're physically there. And then you get a reprieve, you get a breath when you're not in the office. And as Monica just shared, you can get into that comfort space, re-energize yourself, rejuvenate yourself for the next time you go back into the office. I mean, I believe returning to the office is inevitable. Now, there are some companies that have the work wherever policy. Great. If you're part of those companies and it's worked very well for you, that's awesome. I believe the majority of the companies are probably going to have a hybrid. And so that's why I wanted to talk about this on this Being Brown at Work Live today to give you some solutions, ways that you can think positively about that time, either the Monday, whatever day of the week or days of the week that you're in the office. And the most critical one, I will always say this, is relationships. I, I, I can't think of anything that could support you more than to have two, three people that are safe. Create your psychologically safe environment for yourself while you're in the office so that if you happen to encounter a challenge, they can help you bounce back from that challenge and also talk aloud of ideas on how you can work through those challenges, how you could face them and do so successfully. I had a call with a client uh, the other night to do exactly that, talk through some suggestions, some approaches for her and her current situation. So important. There's nothing like nothing like having that type of support. And as we were doing that, she she even it was 30 minute conversation uh, because it wasn't our normal session. And she's like, Linda, I, I already feel like I can excel. I already feel good. She just needed that support. She just needed someone that looked like her that got it and that could help her see the light in it all. So returning to work, yes. Is it a challenge for people in general? Absolutely. There are parents with children trying to figure it out. I mean, simply, are we even sure uh, that it's safe physically? I mean, we have a variant going on. Yes, you know, there's solutions, not solutions, but vaccinations, various things out there. And everybody has different opinions. And so it's such an an unsettling time in general, right? I mean, because we don't quite see where this thing is going to level out. That in itself is a challenge. And then if you have all the other issues of transportation and child care and or if you're taking care of an elderly, whatever your personal situation is at home, then you pile on the fact that you have to return to the office and the atmosphere there may not be the best. In the midst of all of that, as you're working out your personal situation, I offer to you to definitely take the same focus and and working out your professional one so that the whole person that's showing up into that nine to five environment can be to the best of their ability, comfortable, authentic, and real. Because if we can't do that, there's no way we can be any ounce of happy or have any ounce of confidence that we're performing at the level that we know we can and that the leader that's within us really can show up. 
So we have to create that environment for ourselves. I would also offer you to do it when you're hybrid days, you know, you're virtual. If for some reason you're working, as I said, in the environment where you don't have to go back at all and it's virtual, you still need. It doesn't change the fact that you would not benefit from a support group and you can do virtual coffee hours, happy hours after work. You can do those things. It's so important. Even in the Washington Post article, the person that they interviewed said that it's inevitable. The relationship piece, the connections, the networking is part of the workplace. And it is, it's, it's simply part of it. It's simply part of it. And it's frankly how you move through your career, be it lateral for broader experiences, for broader assignments that have more depth, or be it for the next rung on the ladder, that promotion happens through relationships. So don't dismiss it if you end up staying 100% virtual. Still put some intentionality around connecting. So I wanted to take some time in this live to talk about the subject that doesn't get talked about a lot. I was so happy to see the Washington Post article, and there are probably other articles out there, but that one really uh, resonated with me because they interviewed women who stayed in the workplace, women who left the workplace, and sharing why. That, understanding the why is so, so important. And so rather, if you're, if you're a leader, you're a manager, and you have a team of people, don't necessarily assume that it's just because they're lazy or they don't want to come to work. Spend some time to understand the why, because you could possibly be part of the solution as well. Not possibly, you could be part of the solution of creating a safer environment for them to return to the office. So that's why I wanted to spend some time on my life today to talk about the why and to help women with some solutions, approaches that could take the stress and the anxiety down a bit and create more of a feeling of a belief of what was possible. If you want to talk to me in more detail about this, I can share other things that I've done that I've recommended to other people. I'm all about what we can do to take care of ourselves, to take full control of our careers and be successful. I'm about moving forward. I'm about progress. I'm about looking, as I said, at the glass being, glass being half full and not in the rearview mirror. Controlling what we can control in the most positive light, in the most positive way. So I would love to hear from you if, you if you have some more questions. If you have some ideas yourself of how you've done it successfully, doing your hybrid or return to the office, I'd love to hear from you. Join me next week as we talk more about the systems within the workplace that should surround us as black and brown women to help us be more successful. I think you're going to enjoy that conversation next week with Cheryl Thompson from Kadia. It's going to be a great dialogue. But until then, breathe, exhale. It's possible. You can return to work. You can return to the office. Do so positively by creating a safe space for yourself. Until next time, take care. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, I have so much more to offer you. 
Book a complimentary call with me at lindatalaferro.com slash free consultation so you can start unapologetically achieving your own professional goals as a woman of color and establish a presence as more than just an employee. Let's go deeper, reach your professional goals, and apply this life-changing work to your career and beyond so you can rock your corporate game and get that seat at the table. 